This is a podcast by The Straits Times. Hi, I'm Joyce Steele. Welcome to Health Check. Recently, there have been some reports on the emergence of new strains of SARS-CoV-2, and that's a virus that causes COVID-19. And researchers in Hong Kong have said they have documented the world's first reinfection case. So we've invited Associate Professor Suli Yang, the Program Leader of Infectious Diseases at the National University of Singapore's Sosui Hock School of Public Health, to tell us more about these cases and how they may affect us. Hi, Li Yang. Hello, Joyce. Thanks for making time to speak with us this morning. So there was a recent case in Hong Kong where a 33-year-old man was found to be reinfected with COVID-19 after returning from a trip to Spain via the UK. So he had a strain of SARS-CoV-2 that was a little different from the one he was infected with in March. How worried should we be about this? That's correct, and thanks for bringing up this case. I guess it is the first confirmed reinfection, although it would have been nice, for instance, if they had been able to culture out the virus as well. This is something that we have kind of been anticipating for a number of reasons, because from what we understand of coronaviruses, the ones that cause the common cold, the human coronaviruses, there is no lasting immunity to them. Meaning that if I get infected with one human coronavirus, then in nine months to a year's time, I can be reinfected again by that same virus. On the other hand, for the more severe coronavirus diseases, the ones that have jumped from animals to humans, like SARS in 2003, or the Middle East Respiratory Syndrome coronavirus, those have led to longer immunity with at least several years. So we think that SARS-CoV-2, the virus that causes COVID-19, is somewhat in between because many patients are asymptomatic whereas there are cases of severe infections and death. To cut a long story short, what it basically means is that we expect immunity not to be lifelong for those infected by this virus, and it's just a matter of time when reinfection might occur when the immune system wanes. I think it's good not to make too much of a single case, but to wait and see whether further cases are forthcoming. Because at this mark, which is about 8 over months after the initial cases described in Wuhan, this is still the first case of reinfection so far out of more than 24 million cases worldwide. So this case in Hong Kong did happen quite quickly after the first infection though. I mean, is that concerning? So this is about um, 4 over months from April to August. As I mentioned, it's a single case. And by now, even in Singapore, for instance, we have had patients who have been more than six months post their first infection, and we still see no sign of uh, recurrent infections in them. While I don't want to provide false assurance, I mean, we do know that there is a variable degree of immune response to infection, and what was interesting about this patient was that he didn't seem to mount an antibody response after the first infection, meaning that um, for whatever reason, his immune response may have been poorer than average and therefore he was more prone to a reinfection. Now, if you like what you're hearing so far, do subscribe to Health Check on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts or Spotify. Now back to our conversation with Associate Professor Su Li Yang, an infectious diseases expert from National University of Singapore's Sosui Hock School of Public Health. So we've seen reports on the emergence of new strains. I mean, there was one in Singapore and there's that D614G that's circulating widely now. 
Can you help us make sense of the different strains of SARS-CoV-2? Should we worry about these new strains at all? Thanks for your question. And I must say that it's been quite confusing as well. What we know about viruses in general and this particular coronavirus is that it does mutate as it passes through different generations. Now, this is true for any virus, and most of the time, the mutations result in a virus that is the same as the previous virus when it comes to infecting people or when it comes to causing disease. Occasionally, we may get a virus that is more lethal or that spreads more easily to others, or one that is less lethal and spreads less easily to others. The ones that spread less easily to others, we will never know about them because they just have not evolved to survive. The ones that are more deadly, however, can only be picked up after we see a surprising cluster of deaths, for instance. And because the majority of the viral infections worldwide are not sequenced, that is to say we don't have the full genome sequence of their RNA makeup, we don't know how different they are, how many different clades or strains are circulating. So there have been two of these strains or clades that have hit the news and probably more than a dozen that have not because they have just registered in a scientists' genomic databases and they don't cause a different type of disease nor do they spread more easily. One of those, which is B614G, there have been several memes circulating about how it sounds very close to a certain durian typing. But um, B614G has become the predominant viral strain in different countries where they have done sequencing of the virus, including in this part of the world. So naturally, people are more concerned that this is a far more transmissible virus than the original strain. We don't have any good concrete evidence of that, but the good news is that this particular virus, for instance, isn't more fatal than the original virus. There was another mutant virus that's been described by Professor Long Lin Fa's lab at Duke NUS, and they published a paper recently with the National Center for Infectious Disease to show that this virus is less lethal than the wild-type virus. That's actually good news, because if this virus spreads more efficiently, then essentially what we are going to get is fewer deaths and uh, fewer severe illnesses and a virus that's more alike to influenza or the human coronaviruses. We don't know what's the status of this mutant clade at this point. It seems to have disappeared from Singapore. So we have to wait and see whether further genomic sequencing from Singapore and other countries will reveal the presence of this virus again. And as the disease spreads, uh, what's the chance of a deadly strain appearing? I think the risk of that will always be present. It is not zero, for instance, because the virus does mutate in different ways as it goes along. The chance of there being such a virus, however, is extremely small, and it would only be considered to have severe implications, for instance, if the virus was able to transmit more efficiently than the wild type. So for these things to happen, the chance is probably lower than trying to win the grand lottery. As an infectious disease expert, what kind of COVID-19 news or developments are you watching out for? Currently, the question on everyone's minds is whether there will be a vaccine that's effective and when will this vaccine be commercially available. Maybe I'll qualify by saying that we can see in the history of influenza viruses that they have not really deviated too far from the norm. 
I mean, there has been the 18 influenza virus, there was more virulence, but subsequent pandemics have not produced a virus that is far more lethal than the seasonal influenza virus. So for a virus that is even more mutable, like the influenza virus, or like the HIV virus, for instance, we don't see clades emerging that are more transmissible and more lethal. And so I think we should probably expect the same for COVID-19. Thanks for your time today, Li Yang. Thank you very much for the opportunity. Take care. Well, that's a wrap for Health Check. We hope you liked this episode with Associate Professor Su Li Yang, an infectious diseases specialist from the National University of Singapore's Saw Sui Hock School of Public Health. Thank you for listening. That was an SBH podcast by The Straits Times. Find us on Spotify, Apple or Google Podcasts or streaming on Google Home. Do feedback to us at podcast.sbh.com.sg. You can also check out more podcasts on various topics at The Straits Times, The Business Times and Money FM 89.3.